what's good? Welcome back to another edition of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. My name is Blair Angulo. It's a big week at 24-7 Sports. We've got rankings coming out, so make sure you stay locked in to the website for all the latest on the next class. We also hit the road heavy this past weekend. Greg Biggins and Brandon Huffman were out in Arizona for the big pylon national championships. We had Steve Wilfong and Andrew Ivins down in South Carolina for the Myrtle Beach NFA seven on seven tournament. So a lot of VIP recruiting scoop that you don't want to miss. Start to familiarize yourself with some of these names in the 2022 class. But on this show, we're going to do a Big Ten preview. It's going to be a, a continuation of our series where we're taking a look at each of the Power Five conferences, five storylines to track in this 2022 class. We're going to talk Big Ten with national recruiting analyst Alan True. Alan, how are we doing? Hey, doing well, Blair. It's a joy to have you on. You you, you are the artist formerly known as the Beatbox Don. Uh, we're still trying to come up with something new to, to refer you as, but I, I think National Recruiting Analyst suits you well. So let's get to it. This is obviously a conference that continues to push for a college football playoff spot. Seemingly every year, it seems like the Big Ten has a, a big part of, of that race. And it all starts with recruiting. So, Alan, let's get to it. We're going to go in five to one order with the five storylines to track in the Big Ten. Let's start with number five. This is this is about Brett Bielema and how quickly he can change recruiting success and, and have that program at Illinois going in another direction. Yeah, I think if you look at conference of so the coaches who have come in as new coaches over the last five years have all changed the approach or, or brought some juice to the table right away. You know, PJ Flack came in at Minnesota and uh, had those recruiting efforts, had the Gophers ranked higher than previous. Scott Frost had Nebraska as the West Division recruiting champion a couple times. Jeff Brom was landing four-star recruits like Rondale Moore and David Bell and, and difference makers like that. And you've seen it recently out East with uh, Greg Schiano and Mike Loxley. So, can Brett Bielema come in and do some of that for Illinois? You've all, I've already noticed him taking a different approach. They're going much more regional. They have reached back out to the high school coaches within the state of Illinois, who I think felt slighted by the previous staff recruiting heavier in Texas and down south. I, I don't think Bielema and his staff are going to ignore those states by any stretch, but they are going to focus more on the Midwest. So you've seen offers in Ohio, Michigan, uh, Missouri, within their home state, Indiana. They're going to attack the radius around them. They are going to also trust their evaluations. Bielema was, was famous at Wisconsin for finding guys who are a little bit more under the radar, uh, guys who are not highly ranked by the recruiting sites. I think they're going to continue to do that at Illinois. So I've already noticed a change in philosophy. We'll see if that produces results. He's been away from the college game for a few years. Um, obviously, his, his last stop was at Arkansas, and he was done in 2017. So it's been four years since he was in college football. And it might sound funny to maybe the college football fan or, or the person that follows recruiting, but a lot has changed in recruiting, not only with the, the way you communicate with recruits, maybe some of the lingo, the Twitter, uh, you know, the edits, the graphics, the obviously right now with the pandemic times, the virtual tours and, and doing video meetings. Do you feel like he's going to be able to adjust to, to some of those minor differences that maybe weren't around when he was still in the college game? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think he's got a staff around him 
that's been in the college game. There's some holdovers even from the previous staff, like Corey Patterson, who's known as a fantastic recruiter and was a high school coach who had recruits go through the process and understands that. I also think that those things are things you catch up on, but at the end of the day, recruiting is still about relationships. He seems to understand that with how quickly they're reaching out to the high school coaches. The kids that I've talked to have always all said he's extremely personable and has made it known that um, you know they, they're in, the recruiting is important to the program. So I think you still just go back to this is going to be about building relationships, especially at a time where you can't get kids on campus. So I think the rest of that, as far as the, the graphics and all those things, that'll take care of itself. He's got the base knowledge of how to recruit kids and how to build relationships with kids and families. You know, we see it time and time again. I think that first recruiting class for a new head coach is so important, not from a numerical standpoint. You're you're not really going for the high four-star prospects or you don't want to, you know, ascend the recruiting rankings, but your your evaluations are so important. You have to be able to identify the correct recruit that you're going to be able to develop and allow him to progress and give him time to make an impact. And I think that's where Brett Bielema really has to attack this for him to sustain success at Illinois. Let's move on to our number four storyline to track in the Big Ten for this 2022 class. Alan, where do the Big Ten schools go for quarterbacks in this 2022 group? Yeah, I think nationally, it's going to be really interesting because you've lost uh, last year's spring evaluation period. You did not have camp season to watch these guys throw in person. Uh, You were not able to go out to games and see them play. Now you're going to lose this spring evaluation. You lost winter evaluation. So schools are going to take quarterbacks that they haven't seen throw in person in two years in some cases or never in some cases. So I think if you're one of the schools, and and there are a good number of Big Ten schools who have quarterback commits, I think you have to feel really good about it. If you're Purdue and you had a local kid who's a highly regarded, highly ranked guy like Brady Allen and he's in your class already, you feel really good that you don't have to try to scrape for, you know, throwing film and uh, wait for, you know, kids to try to come visit your campus. You've got your quarterback taken care of. Obviously, you're Ohio State and you got Quinn Ewers. You feel really good. Same thing with Maryland in their class, Penn State in their class. But if you're a school who's out there and you still haven't don't have a quarterback commit, I think it gets interesting. And, and, and Michigan is one of those schools. They, I know they just offered Drew Aller, a kid that we really like in the Midwest. He's going to turn into a pretty serious recruiting battle. I think you look at Iowa and Minnesota just in the last week, both offering Jacob Knuth out of South Dakota. That's going to be a really interesting battle. Whoever wins that one, I think you have to feel really good that you got your guy, you got him away from your conference rival, and you don't have to go searching for another quarterback. Whoever doesn't get Jacob Knuth out of those two schools, then has to kind of turn the page and go to the next guy and say, well, how do we, how do you evaluate these guys? So I think in those situations, it's just going to be really interesting for to see how the schools who don't have quarterback commits evaluate guys, especially as these schools try to go after kids who aren't really in their immediate footprint. And, you know, one wrinkle that I will point out that I think is going to be very interesting to monitor in the next few weeks is these states that didn't play football in the fall and will now kick off the season either this March or later on in the spring, whether or not some of these Big Ten schools and other programs across the country start to evaluate those 2022 quarterbacks and jump in there knowing that they can capitalize on on the fact that this is all new evaluations and maybe some new film and maybe the, uh, you the competitors have already filled up that spot at at quarterback. So very interesting indeed. Alan, we're going to be right back here. You're listening to the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. I am Blair Angulo, joined by Alan True. We're going to get back to the Big Ten storylines for this 2022 class. But first, let me remind you to subscribe to the College Football Daily with Trey Scott, as well as the Late Kick with Josh Pate. Those are two other podcasts on the network at 24-7 Sports. So make sure you subscribe, rate, and review as we continue on in this offseason. But there is no offseason over at 24-7 Sports. And we are moving on to number three, the third storyline to monitor in this 2022 class for the Big Ten. And Alan, who wins the Big Ten West recruiting crowd? Yeah, that is, the to me, a really fascinating storyline because we talked about it earlier when we talked about Brett Bielema, how many good coaches there are on that side of the conference that really have come in and, and flipped the recruiting at their schools kind of on their heads with Jeff Brom and uh, P.J. Fleck and Scott Frost, while at the same time, you have the schools who have traditionally competed for the actual title on the field, changing their recruiting efforts. Wisconsin does things a little bit differently now. Iowa does things, I think, quite a bit differently than how they used to do it recruiting-wise. And Northwestern and Wisconsin and Iowa, those, so those three schools have really kind of shifted the way they recruit, I think, in order to kind of keep pace with some of the other schools and the way that recruiting has changed. So last year, Nebraska won the West Crown, but you had Wisconsin finish higher than ever before. You had uh, Iowa, who you know, traditionally doesn't. They, they kind of take sleepers and their developmental program. Uh, they had a very strong class. And actually, we had it ranked a little bit higher at 24-7 than we did within the composite. And then you want to see if Northwestern capitalizes on a season where they went to the Big Ten title game. So I think it's anybody's ball game over there. So I, I don't have a guess as to who's going to win it. I just know that that's going to be one of the things that I'm really following throughout the course of this class. So three of those schools that you mentioned, Northwestern, Iowa, and Wisconsin, they're among the bottom 10 in terms of offers that have gone out to this 2022 class. So a lot of stylistic similarities with those staffs and the way they approach things. And I think that what's, that's what makes those battles so interesting because you have staffs, you have coaching circles that really attack the recruiting process in very similar fashion. And for the most part, in, in that sense, they're are usually going after that same type of player as well. So it creates a lot of di- dynamic battles on the recruiting trail. Um, number two, Alan, let's move on to the second storyline to watch uh, in the scale from five to one for this 2022 class in the Big Ten. And it is, does the new staff at Michigan make a recruiting difference? Yeah, they uh, added several members to the staff. And I think that recruiting was a big part of who those hires were. And those staff members have really hit the ground running in recruiting. Maurice Linguist has already been extremely visible on the recruiting trail and has already 
made Michigan more visible within the state of Texas, which is one that he's gone back to, you know, and, th- and then you bring in guys with NFL backgrounds, George Hilo, Mike McDonald, you kind of wondered, you know, those guys have been uh, out of the college game a little bit. How do they do? And they've been extremely active. Um, then, of course, Mike Hart. I think uh, his resume spoke for itself. He's pitched in and run, they bring in Ron Bellamy from a high school. And I think those guys already kind of flexed their muscle late in the recruiting cycle of 2021 by flipping in-state defensive tackle Rayshon Benny from Michigan State on National Signing Day. So, And in addition to that, getting two other defensive tackles that you thought uh, at one point you know, neither was, was going to end up at Michigan, one flipping from Colorado. So you go from that into the what they've done in the 2022 class. They've gone into Tennessee recently and gotten two commitments. And that's not a state that previously – you saw Michigan do too much in. I know they just signed Junior Colson a year ago, but traditionally they don't go into Tennessee a ton. You get two uh, defensive backs, two athletes out of that state. And, and so I think you're already seeing that progress. And they had a good recruiting class last year. They're 10th overall in the country. But I do think that you're seeing some additional activity out of this group. And, and if Maurice Linguist can come around here and close on composite five-star Will Johnson, an in-state guy, a legacy guy who – was by no means a slam dunk for them. I think you'll be able to say that out of the gate, these have been extremely successful hires. I think there's always a little extra motivation when a new coach joins a staff that might be in in some hot water in terms of, of the seat getting warmer and warmer, especially for Jim Harbaugh, right? Because the last few years haven't been that great for Michigan on the field. The, the seat that he sits on has gotten a little bit warmer in Ann Arbor. And so when a new coach joins that staff and knows that they've got to turn things around and they've got to do it quick, it, it does add a little bit of juice. And I think that carries over to recruiting to really show and to express to the administration and to that fan base that that staff wants to be there and they want to turn that program around and, and lead it to where I, I know Jim Harbaugh wants that program to be. So that's that's definitely a, a very interesting side side part of it uh, in terms of Michigan and, and their recruiting success. Now, Alan, we've arrived at number one, the number one recruiting storyline to monitor in the Big Ten for the 2022 class. And it is, is there any slowing down Ohio State on the trail? I mean, the answer is no. <laughs> apologize to the other Big Ten fans who are listening to this, hoping, they, hoping that I would say, you know, something's going to happen to where Ohio State's not going to finish with the number one class in the Big Ten or a top three to five class nationally. And I mean, it just already starts with having Quinn Ewers, who's the number one overall prospect in the country, doesn't really show any signs of giving up that title either, uh, even though he's got some, I think, some good prospects nipping at his heels. They've got three composite five stars in the class. They've got 10 commits already. And as has happened in some of the other classes, maybe even more so in this class a little bit, they've had some commits step forward and really do a lot of recruiting. Um, I know in my region, CJ Hicks, Dason McCullough, those guys have been very active in recruiting other players. Um, and, and they've attacked, obviously, the top of the board and are constantly in contact with other four and five star recruits. So is there any slowing down in Ohio State on the recruiting trail? No. Um, does that mean that there's no shot? for other Big Tens to be competitive with them. That also is a no. Um, I, I think that there's enough schools. We, we talked about the uptick in talent from the west side of the division. Um, you saw Northwestern play them tough in the Big Ten title game a year ago. You've seen at times in, in, in other years, Purdue has pulled an upset on them. I was pulled an upset on them. So it's not, it's not impossible 
But as far as beating them on the recruiting trail, right now that does seem to be an impossible task. It's going to be very difficult. I was in Phoenix this weekend for the Battle 7-on-7 tournament, and um, there were players from all over the country there. I I spoke to players from Arizona, from the state of Utah, from California, from Texas, from Iowa, I mean, all over the map, Louisiana. And it seemed like every top recruit that I spoke to had the Buckeyes in that short list of places that not only is he interested in, but he wants to go visit. So when you're doing that on a national scale and Ohio State can kind of pick and choose who they want at this rate, um, they're getting close to Alabama territory in terms of what they're able to select on the trail and really build a class based on a lot of riches and and a lot of of different options. Um, So that's going to be, I don't know if it's an interesting storyline, but I think it's one that is definitely worth monitoring because Ohio State, I think, has a chance to push for that number one overall class in this 2022 group. Alan, it's been a pleasure and and can't wait to do this again. Absolutely, Blair. Thanks for having me. All right. That is Alan True. You could follow him on Twitter at Alan True. I want to invite our listeners to submit your recruiting questions, whether that's about the Big Ten or any other conference or recruit or team or specific player uh, over on Apple Podcasts. You can submit it via five-star review and and make sure to maybe label it on, on who you would want that to be answered by here on this show that'll do it for us catch us later this week on the 24 7 sports football recruiting podcast okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can conquer it I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.